0: This portion of the show is brought to you by Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency.
1: This is the Jeff Orbit Show.
0: All right, welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orbit's here. All right, a poll from Marquette Law School shows the president trailing his predecessor, Trump. Uh, this is interesting because I'm and for whatever these polls are worth, right? You know, we we haven't seen a lot of accuracy in the past, but like I said the other day on the program, it's it's the only thing that we have to go by to try to judge where things are at. And one other thing I don't like about polls and I'll share you the data from this anyway in just a second. One other thing I don't like about polls is they're always taking like a national snapshot, but as you know, it's it's the states that matter. And really it comes down to what five or six states, if that's as swing states, you know, to get to get one of these candidates over the top. And one other thing that I don't like about some of the polls coming out is they are not taking into account, most of them that I've seen, the third-party candidacy. And we're, we're talking about uh, RFK Jr. We're also potentially talking about, and this came out this week, uh, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin who decided, hey, I'm, I'm not rerunning for the Senate. And then he was like, but I'm going to go around the country and see about, you know, bringing people together in the center, you know, the independence and all that. And I was like, right when I heard that, I was like, that's code talk for I'm thinking about running for president as an independent. Sure enough, he was on an interview with somebody somewhere and they asked him about it. And, you know, would you run for, for this and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah, for, certainly I would consider that And in his, you know, politician language or however they, they do all that. So yeah, uh, you, you got to take the third party uh, candidacy into into a, into consideration when it comes to this election cycle. I think it's really important. Plus, are these even the guys? Is it's you know, I think it's going to be Trump no matter what happens with all these trials. But is it even really going to be Biden? You also got to start polling. What if it's Newsom? What does that look like? Or some other Democrat they pull out uh, from who knows where? What if it's like a Michelle Obama or someone? So anyway, here here's the polls. Here's the poll that came out here from this Marquette Law School uh, survey. It showed that Donald Trump was up over Biden on the national poll 52 to 48. So by, by uh, four points. Uh, Desantis was fifty one to forty nine, so he actually fared a little worse than Trump does. the The surprising one here, and everybody's been pushing on the media, and I've talked to a lot of people who said I wouldn't mind having Nikki Haley as president. Uh, Nikki Haley fifty five percent to Joe Biden just just absolutely trounces him at forty five percent. I have talked to some Democrats and, and asked them, well, what do you think about Biden? Some of my neighbors and stuff, you know, friends that are, are Democrats, and they're like, he's a train wreck. You know, nobody, nobody wants this guy to be president. Uh, nobody wants him to be the nominee. And so I still don't think he will be, but who the heck knows? Anything can happen. Uh, but I asked him, I said, well, what if, it's, what if it's Biden and and Trump? You, you admit that Biden's a train wreck. And I said, oh, no, 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 then I'd definitely vote for Biden. I asked him, what if it's Biden versus DeSantis. And they say, uh, no, I can't stand DeSantis. You say Biden versus Haley, and she pulls that Democrat. All of a sudden, they're like, yeah, I could vote for Haley. So I don't know. Your thoughts, what do you think about some of these other, I call them the, the second stringer, the, the B-list, the, the Haley's, the Ron DeSantis. I mean, who, who's your who's your main pick for uh, the GOP nomination? Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Send that in. Uh, Trump in the New Hampshire uh, in, a, in a New Hampshire survey Because remember, just after Christmas here, right early in the new year, you've got the beginning of the presidential primaries and caucuses, and you've got uh, New Hampshire coming up real early on. In this one survey, Trump is at 42 percent. Haley's at 18 percent. I think DeSantis was down at eight or nine percent. Uh, and so Trump clearly still the big time front runner. Uh, and in some other states, he's going to have even bigger 20, 30, 40 point leads. He's going to be the nominee. It's just how early does he cinch this thing up? Uh, so interesting stuff. We'll see what happens. We'll keep watching it. And phew, I can't imagine once we get into the new year, how crazy it's going to get. All right. Uh, before I get to this net neutrality issue. I'm- I want to hit on that in just a few minutes. Uh, net neutrality is, is a big concern for a lot of people out there. I did an interview with Phil Kirpin uh, just a while back. Uh, and I also have Olivia, Angela, and my son Owen are coming in. We're going to do some – some Thanksgiving stuff. So stick around. I think we're gonna, you're going to have a real good time with this as they share some stories and we talk about uh, what we're all thankful for and all that. So some little bit lighter hearted stuff, which we can definitely all use. Are you conservative and would you like your investments maybe to reflect those same principles? Now, Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management, he wants to talk to you, wants to talk with you uh, about maybe how to match your portfolio with your values. If you're sick and tired of these woke companies that they're just pounding the wokeness, pounding the wokeness. Instead of, you know, having a successful business and policies that bring value back to the shareholders, if you're sick of that, maybe – Time to give Glenn Least a call at WT Wealth Management. Uh, they, they've come up with this new portfolio, which I find really interesting. And for full disclosure, Angela and I have invested a little bit in it. Uh, it's a woke mitigation portfolio. Talk to, Call him. Talk to him about that and other things if you want a, a complete consultation. Maybe just get a second set of eyes on things, especially as the year slowly winds down. 928-225-2474. That's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at 928 225 Twenty-four seventy-four nine two eight two two five twenty-four seventy-four. Okay, net neutrality just came up under Obama. It went away under Trump, and now it has reared its ugly head once again under Biden. And you got the FCC that voted three to two to kick this thing, uh, back into, into gear, shall we say. And then there's some kind of comment period going on. Uh, but anyway, I, I spoke with Phil Kirpin. He's the president of American commitment and, and the committee to unleash prosperity about, uh, what, what we all should be doing with net neutrality. What, what, what may be coming and quite frankly, what is net neutrality?
2: Well, you know, originally it was the idea that your phone or your cable company shouldn't, like, block what websites you can go to and uh, redirect your traffic to their favorite sites and that kind of thing. Uh, but considering no companies ever wanted to do that or tried to do that, uh, that became sort of more an excuse than a real issue many years ago, you know, you know at least a decade ago. And when instead said it's become kind of a slogan that the left uses to push for public utility-style regulation of the Internet, where the FCC is kind of uh, the cop on the beat to decide what business models are allowed and how much they can charge and kind of every other aspect of uh, the Internet services that are sold by phone and cable companies. And uh, this was kind of rejected from the kind of the beginning of the commercialization of the internet. Going back to the Clinton administration, they said, We're not going to do that. This technology is could be very interesting. We're going to leave it alone and see what happens. And that was actually maybe the smartest thing government has ever done. Uh, the restraint that they exercised in that in in that regard, and then, of course, a few years later, cable modem came and they did the same thing and we've had this incredibly productive competition in the United States that really hasn't happened anywhere else in the world between the phone and the cable company. We've had almost entirely private investment that's built out the internet and kind of the competition between the two has driven speeds higher and uh, you know added new services and so forth. Uh, this was disrupted in the Obama administration for two years. they did impose these regulations and we saw, as expected, a pretty substantial decrease in investment from the trend line during those two years. And what the Trump FCC did under a GPI is they say, you know, we're going to repeal the uh, Obama rules and go back to the way it always was. We're going to let this be kind of an unregulated uh, private market situation. And the Democrats lost their minds. They said this is going to be the end of the world. They said literally people are going to be dead bodies in the streets because they won't be able to access suicide support resources. And the Internet's going to stop working and it's going to load one word at a time. And it's going to be, you know, dogs and cats living together. It's going to be Armageddon. It was the every insane over the top prediction you've ever heard. And that was seven years ago. And, Jeff, literally zero of those adverse things they predicted happened, not one in any way. They can't point to a single incident of anything negative that happened. And, in fact, it's been an overwhelming deregulatory success story because private investment started zooming back up. It snapped back to the original pre-regulation trend line. Speeds more than tripled. And it's about the only thing in the economy that hasn't gotten more expensive. In fact, in a lot of places, prices have actually come down um, in, in the years after that regulation was repealed. And so any normal person would say, wow, we were totally wrong about that. That actually was a good deregulatory success. Let's leave it alone. Uh, but the Democrats at the FCC are not normal people. They are ideologues who are politically motivated, and therefore they have voted – on a proposed item to bring back the uh, Obama public utility style regulation and uh, they actually this is the thing that i found most chilling uh, jeff in their proposed rule they said you know it doesn't this is a paraphrase but it's pretty close paragraph 150 if people want to look it up they said well you know it doesn't really matter if we uh, disincentivize private investment because there's $80 billion of Biden bucks from the infrastructure bill and from the stimulus bill and uh, that, that'll that pay for broadband. We don't need private investment. Now. We've got the government money.
0: The fact that you had to reference page 150 tells me a lot, Phil, because I looked at this thing and it's, it's a monster. It, there's been this push for rural internet and I've, I find this interesting because it's very expensive, especially if you're going to run the cables and this and that. Uh, I have three different types of internet. I have obviously my phone that. a lot of people have as a hotspot i've got uh cable you know high speed and i've also in a rural place that i got i I have to have starlink because i know that it's not feasible to bring a a a, a wire there you know and i had to find an alternative way and that's through um, elon musk's company uh are they is a lot of this the rural thing and they're going to direct money to everybody's got to get internet we got to make this equitable all around
2: yeah, well, I mean, there's just uh, obscene amounts of money that's going to float to the states under the various programs that were passed uh, under these Biden spending bills. The biggest of them is called the SEED program, and uh, every state can get billions and billions of dollars to re- reach uh, unserved areas. And... Uh it's going to be an interesting experiment to see which states can do it in a way that uh, you know isn't wasteful and actually does serve the people who are not served, versus the states that just you know have it disappear down a rat hole of political cronies and overbuilding urban areas to compete with uh, you know existing commercial systems and all the other problems I expect to see in the poorly run states. And so there's definitely a huge amount of money going into that. Uh, I'm not sure any of it can be stopped at this point. Ill advised, so mm-hmm. I think it is. Uh, but the interesting thing about this uh, proposed Title II or public utility regulation order is that the cable companies posted something much more aggressive than I've ever seen from them. And typically, they're pretty Democratic companies, the cable companies, because they kind of grew out of local franchising agreements and have been pretty tight with with the Democrats historically. But they posted something on their trade association website that basically says, look, if you put these regulatory requirements, we might not take the grants. We might not build out in some of these areas because even with the subsidies, the economic challenges are going to be pretty, pretty serious as an ongoing operation. The subsidies will help us build out, but the ongoing operational costs are going to have to make sense commercially. And if you're putting regulations on us that are going to raise our costs, we're going to skip some areas. And so the Biden ambition of reaching every rural area could actually be undermined uh, by these regulations.
0: Yeah, and they're looking at probably the maintenance side of this too. Okay, yeah, you're going to help get some of it up, maybe, but then we got to maintain it in, in perpetuity. Um, I've seen this time and time again with grants or you know government handouts that that happen. Um, you you name the 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 item. Uh, Phil Kirpin's here with us, uh, president of American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org. dot is, org. Is this one left as the the Is it done? Did they vote on it? Is, is there anything people can do? Not that I, I don't, I I start to wonder when I tell people to call and write what impact it has, because it seems like it's baked into the cake and they've already made the decision regardless.
2: Well, we've got a month for comments, and then we've got another month for reply comments. And uh, we are going to I, – I drafted a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, model comments for activists today. We haven't posted them on our website yet, but we're going to do that in the next couple of days. So check back okay. on AmericanCommitment.org sometime in the next week. And I do encourage people to write in, because the lefty groups are already putting thousands of comments in there. And, you know, the three Democrats are going to vote for it. But – I don't want to let them say, all oh, the comments said this was wonderful and nobody's against this. I'd like to deny them that. So I would ask people to weigh in on this. And I think that'll help us also when it gets litigated, which it will.
0: Okay, yeah, that's true. And I wonder if it's also more or another effective route is, like I mentioned earlier, I, I expect Wavi well, like Crane later this week, Biggs, you know, as I get people in and other people get the, their representatives in, you know, can they put pressure? Does that add, you know, more of a kind of a fulcrum to, to try to get some leverage?
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely if Congress can, it would be wonderful if they put a stop to this and uh, maybe they can fix something on an appropriations bill or something like that. But uh, the Democrats in Congress are apparently, um, you know, almost all in favor of this, which is a little bit crazy because it's a regulatory agency essentially creating their own regulatory scheme that Congress never voted for, which you would think if you were a member of Congress, you'd be against even if it's, you know, your own party doing it. But uh, most Democrats in Congress are great with sort of outsourcing their jobs to the bureaucrats. And so it could be difficult uh, to get somewhere like this through, but it sure wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. And so when we put up our form for the comments, we will we will include a contact Congress element in that as well.
0: Okay, and I encourage everyone to go to AmericanCommitment.org, AmericanCommitment.org. It is interesting, though, Phil, that it's so much of the authority of Of our so-called representatives have been relegated to the to the to the unelected bureaucrats. And it's just it's so much of it, especially at the DC level. And I'm seeing it even more in the local and statewide levels now is just on cruise control. And you have so little say because you don't vote for these people.
2: Yeah, that's why our number one long-term priority that I've been working on, I don't know, 15 years at this point, is a bill called the Rains Act that would require any economically significant regulation to get an affirmative vote of approval in the House and Senate or else it wouldn't be able to take effect. And uh, we've We're building support for that. We've got it through the House many, many times. We've never been able to get it through the Senate, but uh, someday we'll have to pass it. The left sticks with their priorities for decades until they accomplish them. So that's one where I think we have to do the same thing.
0: Okay, Phil. Hey, I appreciate it. Keep up the work. That's a big one. And again, encourage everyone to go to AmericanCommitment.org. Keep us up to date. We'll talk with you again real soon. You got it. Have a good one. Okay, still to come, I do have Angela, Olivia, and Owen. We're going to talk some Thanksgiving stuff and some uh, lighter-hearted stories, so stick around for that. And like I said earlier, we can all use a little more lighter-hearted stuff out there, right? Uh, also, the spending in D.C., what's going on with the border, and much more, an update from uh, Congressman Eli Crane. Uh, hey, if you turned on your heater the other day or tonight and – uh Hopefully this doesn't happen to you tonight, but if it does, I'm gonna give you a number of someone you can call. Great company in central and northern Arizona that'll they'll fix your heater. Uh, how many times? It, it's always when it gets really cold or something or you got family coming over and all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, my, my heat's out. It's, it's, it's never a good time. But Gettles High Desert Mechanical, this family-owned company, Brothers Adam and Ted Gettles, they've been servicing HVAC units and they do plumbing as well throughout central northern Arizona for well over 30 years now. They can take care of you. They've got a great team of folks. I know because I'm a customer and a, a client and they're the ones that come on and fix my, this is in Flagstaff, my HVAC system when it goes down and it's never a good time but they're always there and they always do a great job uh knowledgeable and they're always fair with me as well uh call Gettles High Desert Mechanical 928-567-2200 928-567-2200 uh, or check them out online GettlesHDM.com that's G-O-E-T-T-L-S HDM.com GettlesHDM.com all right a lot more to come stick around don't go anywhere Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. If you have any doubts about your roof, you need to call Dave at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona today. Dave's exclusive treatment restores and protects shingle flexibility, grit retention, adds wind, hail, and fire resistance, and guarantees at least six years of life to your roof. Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona makes your old roof look like new, too. It's a revolutionary, all-natural, non-toxic, sustainable treatment that can save you up to 90% of the cost of a new asphalt shingle roof. 90% less. Dave is an experienced home inspector, so call for your free roof inspection and an estimate at 928-301-9404. Don't risk a costly roof leak this winter. Call 928-301-9404 to protect your home from water damage rejuvenate your roof, and save up to 90% of the cost of a new one. Call 928-301-9404 for your free roof inspection. By the way, 10% of every roof goes to the charity of your choice. Call 928-301-9404 or visit freshroofofnaz.com. of education items here Uh, I told you about the Pima County Democrats that kind of let the cat out of the bag was this uh, last week or just a few days ago that they wanted to quote unquote kill school choice and send it to quote unquote send it to the grave I think I was talking about this with Bob Thorpe because we did a whole education update uh, recently, and, and it, they tweeted this because they, they really, really, really want school choice to be dead. They, they do not want you to be able to take your kids and, and send them to, send, send your kids to the school of your choice. Um, they quickly deleted that, of course, because you don't want your true intentions out there of what you really want. Uh, there's another issue going on here in Arizona that has to do with education. That's, at University of Arizona, I recently told you that they are experiencing a financial shortfall. You know, these universities have all grown so much over the years, and I, I think they're short, uh, I want to say $240 million. I shouldn't even give the number because I don't have it in front of me, but it was a, a significant amount of money that University of Arizona was short, and they kind of blamed it on, I think, s- some of the sports programs. They were blaming it on research that didn't pan out. You know, they put a bunch of money into research that – didn't yield any results as far as any kind of – a lot of these universities do research and then they get certain um, patents or whatever, uh, whatever whatever you call that, for, for drugs or the research, whatever the heck they're doing, right? And they make a lot of money off of this stuff where they get a lot of grants, so a lot of money pops in. But apparently they're doing it the wrong way or something. I don't know. I don't know how these people keep their jobs, quite frankly, who run these places and organizations into the ground. Uh, so they're short a bunch of money and now a bunch – I guess they're doing their Board of Regents thing or they were down in Tucson. That's the, you know, the Board of Regents oversees the Arizona's three public universities and they're trying to figure out what to do. So they're talking about, oh, do we cut this program or that program? We're going to cut sports. Uh, you you name it. It's like, well, maybe you got to cut some other things. Maybe cut the stupid research programs you're doing or maybe you're top heavy. What do some of these people in the administration work, uh, that, that work in administration make? I'm always shocked to see when they're, so many hundreds of thousands of dollars that they make a year. And, uh, it's, it's amazing for, for our public universities, which are subsidized by you, the taxpayer, by the way. Uh, so they're looking at making major cuts. People showed up in, in protest of this. Uh, they're looking at cutting sports programs, you name it. Uh, the governor just came out, Governor Hobbs saying don't cut the, uh, the, the free tuition or whatever, all the assistance that people get in in the state is another thing that the universities have done and I don't know if it's going to also affect NAU and uh, ASU but they they started giving free tuition free meaning taxpayer subsidized to, to basically everybody around the state um, they, they just they really increase the amount of free university that that's given out well what happens when you give something away for free more and more people take advantage of that and maybe that's the source of some of their problems as well so of course yeah nobody wants free taken away but something obviously needs to change at University of Arizona and our whole university system quite frankly uh, one more on uh, our universities Arizona State University actually Canceled, uh, Congresswoman Talib. You know she she's the one that's uh, very 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 pro Hamas in, in in Congress, and she was supposed to do this thing at ASU. Uh, canceled an event uh, that was scheduled to feature Representative Rashida Talib. Uh, university spokesperson told the Arizona Republic that Talib, she's from Michigan, was scheduled to appear at an event entitled. Palestine is an American issue hosted by the Arizona Palestine Network. I didn't know we had that. The Arizona Palestine Network, a pro-Palestinian advocacy group. So she got canceled out. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, Angela, Olivia, and Owen coming up in a little bit. Some fun things coming up for, for the holidays. Some fun stories that sh- they'll share as well. Uh, plus, I got more on the the spending in D.C., the out-of-control border, and an update uh, from Congressman Eli Crane, so stick around for all of that. Remember, if you if you get a rock chip in your windshield, to call my good friends at Diamond Auto Glass. Uh, they will take care of you like they've taken care of my family for years. 928-779-4140. You get that rock chip, you want to get it fixed quickly so it doesn't spread to the rest of your, wind, uh, your windshield. Then you need a whole new windshield, very expensive. You don't want to go down that road. But if you're there, or if you've got more than a rock ship, and that's happened to me too, I've gotten a rock stuck in the window before, uh, Diamond Auto Glass can replace that glass for you. Call them up, 928-779-4140, Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140, or go to differenceisclear.com. Back in a minute. if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
1: listening to The Jeff Orvid Show. This is The Jeff Orovit Show.
0: Part of the crew joins me now. I told you, Angela, Olivia, and Owen, we're coming up, but just Angela has sifted in.
3: Yeah, why not, right? <laughs>
0: why not? I, um, oh, real quick, I was talking about education and, um... How U of A is running low on money mm-hmm. by like hundred million dollars or something, two hundred million dollars, maybe two forty something like that, and the state I, I need to add this: the state of Arizona also has a is expecting a budget deficit coming up, mm-hmm. so they don't have we don't have the money right. And I knew this was coming. I told you this was all coming with the with the state spending too much, um, and I said that well maybe one of the issues is is the three universities they started giving out. A lot more "quote unquote" free tuition, right? Uh-huh. Remember that? that yes. I wasn't imagining that. There was no. It
3: was like if you earn under sixty. A that's year what it was. or something like that. Yeah, there was all kinds of different scenarios where you could, how you could get one of the a free lot tuition. of people.
0: So a, it opened up free and in air quotes. Yeah, because that it's was text, recent. I think. Yeah, in that, was in uh-huh. that was in the past year. That was in the past year. There's also the if you graduate from an Arizona high school with a minimum grade GPA. I'm looking online. NAU is saying with 2.5 GPA or better. Hmm. I thought it was much, maybe that's just like some of it, you know, some of the tuition well, or whatever. they change
3: it around. So okay. like I got a scholarship and I was in the top 10% and that yeah. was the qualification was I was in the top 10% of my graduating class. H-
0: higher than a 2.5? Yes. Okay. Let uh, me, my,
3: I mean, I, I was at like a 3.9. Uh,
0: you know, I'm not totally up on this stuff for the smartest, you know, breast bulb in the pack, but they generally rate this stuff on to, to 4.0. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's like even more. Some people get like, I got a 4.2. Yeah, if you have
3: AP classes or something, yes. Okay, Okay. fine. But then I was going to say when Isabel got hers, which was just in the last three years, that qualification had changed to you had to have all A's and B's, nothing lower throughout your entire four years of high school. Oh,
0: wow. So this wouldn't do it. This is different now.
3: Because you're over a 3 at that like minimum of 3.0 for that. And so I don't know if they've changed it since then. I
0: don't know. This is, I'm looking at something from NAU from, this is back February of 2022, a minimum of 2.5 GPA. I don't know. Maybe maybe they've changed it, Mm. but they did at some point do it for 2.5. I I think if you got 2.5 GPA, if you were that mediocre throughout high school, like this would have been me. I wouldn't have been good in college. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. straight to the workforce.
3: Yeah, right.
0: Well, <laughs> I didn't college even pass. is a lot
3: different than high school.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, and if
3: you're not, if you're not a not good, doing good student yeah. in high school, or even if you're just kind of a mediocre, you're going to be challenged in college yeah. a lot. Do we
0: really want to be expending money on people who, you know, like me, I would have done awful in college as well. If you were going to give me free education, I was going to kind of piss that away as, as like I did most of my, my high school career, I guess, mm-hmm. which is fine. Everything turned out good. And I had a different path I was going down, but wouldn't you rather say, well, we, maybe we got some programs for vocate, what they used to call vocational things, workforce mm-hmm. training, you know, this right. and that. I mean, there's a lot of great programs. Or It
3: used to be, well, you go to the community college route, yeah. And get maybe an associate's degree, a, something a shorter to, to, term one. to prove that you're and then you kind of like, OK, maybe I want to do the bachelor's or, or whatever yeah. and transfer. But, yeah, something. that was more geared towards, you know, maybe you should be going the community college route, which traditionally had more of the uh, jobs you're talking about, vocational. Yeah. The stuff. people
0: with the three point oh to four point oh, they've been pretty studious They're in the top. Um, mm-hmm. percentiles of, of the people in high school. Well, okay. Yeah, you go on because you've already proven you're in a pretty good spot. You're at 2.5 or something. I don't know. Is it yeah. really? Is, I, I just don't know. It just doesn't seem like the best. It's kind of like, you know, we lend people money based on their credit score. In the past, you've been a great credit risk, meaning you paid the money back, so you have a higher – a higher credit score. Mm -hmm. So we feel better. Yeah. You're likely
3: to pay back your loan. You
0: loan money to people that have constantly defaulted. They're probably going to default again. It's just, I'm not saying nobody can change or anything, but just coming right out of high school with a whopping 2.5. It's like, Oh yeah. Now you get to go to college.
3: And and it's not like you, you can't or even shouldn't or, you know, anything like that. What we're talking about is whether you should, whether you have earned yourself a okay, um, fair enough. A scholarship based on merit, based on your grades and your performance in high school, right?
0: No, that's that's fair. I mean, yeah. Are you? Is the merit there? Yeah, have you? But exactly. then I think what we get into though is a lot of people are like, well, but it's just maybe Billy didn't have the opportunities you you know. So they get into this, the bleeding heart game where okay, but it's going to be different this time because fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I, I just anyway, I'm, I'm diverting here a bit, but my point being. Maybe it's things like this that they're because the governor's out there saying she wants to make sure that the um, assistance programs or the um, you know the money out there for for, for, for student loans or well, not student loans but for, for, for tuition for scholarships that maybe um, you know that she doesn't want to cut that but maybe that's maybe that's part of the problem maybe you open it up this is, reminds me back in the mid early two thousands when it was like everybody's going to own a home. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe everybody isn't ready to own a home. And then we had the yeah. financial crash. Right.
3: you right. Right.
0: It just seems yeah. like it seems like they get themselves into these situations and they they may, they make it worse and worse. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Your thoughts. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Here's another one for you. Um, I would have been awful in college. It wouldn't. Have yeah. worked out. I, you know, and I, I struggled
3: more in college than I did in high school, yeah. for sure. Tougher. Yeah. And um, league, I think right? that was because especially towards the end, my priorities kind of changed a little bit and you know that wasn't helping the situation you're were,
0: you were kind of done yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay done. i'm moving i'm ready when to I graduated
3: move i told jeff if i ever <laughs> ever talk about maybe i'll go back to school or maybe I'll shoot be, me not that there's anything wrong with that but i just said you better <laughs> like you know like Put some cold water over my head and tell me to wake up or something because I'm dream. I must be dreaming.
0: Yeah, right. You didn't want to go back for your second degree, third degree, no. fourth degree. No, it's just fine if you want to do that. But a lot of us aren't built that way. I don't think we should be pushing that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. Another one that arrived in my mailbox here is, uh, in, and you'll have to look at your local communities as well. Um, pretty much every city of a certain size and the counties all do these community, uh, these what are they called? The regional plans. And Mm -hmm. then the area plans. I think the counties do that, right? And I think they have to do it. I'm trying to remember back because when I got on council in 2012, I think we're I was thrown into, or maybe they did it just before that. The regional plan. Um, It was like every 10 years, yeah, every 10 years, right? This this is like the big, broad. Oh, this is how this is going to be the green space. This is going to be the happy buildings where people you know, hold hands and walk to the bakery down below. And then they have the high rises up, but you know, it's mm-hmm. all kind of fluffy stuff. They're starting this again. And it's just all, I, I got to tell you at this, it seems like a, it seems like by and large, a big waste of time because they never really follow it. And there are so many staff members assigned to take care of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. When they did the regional plan and all the all the advocacy groups come out, right? And then you have your elected representatives there and everybody's all coming together. You get enough people in the room, you're going to have a hundred different ideas and your head's just going to blow up. Right. So they come up with a plan for like Flagstaff and what was it? A dense urban core and blah, blah, blah.
3: Except when the development comes yeah, dense. all of a sudden, I don't know. We're going to have a
0: dense urban center with, it's going to be the higher buildings. And then we're going to flow out into the, you know, kind of the the walkable neighborhoods and Oh, Let's push all the buildings on Milton Avenue or wherever you're at close to the road so that everyone can ride by on their bike and you got the bike stands and you can just walk in and do your business. And then they do all that and then it's like, oh, we don't have any parking or we need to expand the lanes on the road and now we can't do that. And then you get to the outer reaches of the city. I'm telling you how this is going to go. That's going to be the bigger lots and the happy horses and the unicorns and all that, right? So, okay,
3: wait a second. Yeah. Did they, uh, the last regional plan or the current one, did yeah. that have a 160-foot building in the south end of town?
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird because I, 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 I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, that know that that was, it was allowed. Like, yeah, they had this all, whole thing and all of a sudden there's this big monster over here yeah. like sticking out of the so clouds. So my
3: point is that <laughs> it's, it's the regional plan can say one thing, but then the council can just override yeah. it and yeah. grant... Um, a prospective hospital, the right to build that tall, yeah. just because they want to.
0: The, surely the regional plan said in the outskirts it's going to be you know single-family homes with bigger lots. Exactly. That's exactly what it said. I know because I <laughs> sat there, and I got all kind of hot about this thing, and I was like, they're saying do this, and it just looked like they're creating the the, what do they call those stupid things? A 15 minute cities or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, before we even knew what that was. And they have all these, literally they have whole department looking at this crap. They, they will spend thousands and thousands of hours um, they even got childcare included in this. I'm looking at this oh, and thing.
3: light refreshments. Dude. And light
0: refreshments. It's like you want to get. This is like they get those poppers, like this, those bacon wrap poppers. I mean, if if you want me to come, flagstaff, you better put up some good stuff. I don't want I don't want a pretzel, you know, which you can't even find at the store apparently.
3: No, I couldn't. I told find her to it
0: buy it. me those big pretzels. It's like I'm going to start a pretzel company. I'm going to start a pretzel I company. Think
3: I might just have to like break down and order. Just order a, a, a big old box of them.
0: I mean, I, it's like. Obviously, there's a demand for pretzels, pretzel companies, but there's no pretzels every time you go to the store. What the heck's going on here? It's a conspiracy. It's probably the regional plan people. Anyway, so they get together and they come up with this big plan that says, here's how we're going to grow. Here's the green spaces. And I got all excited about it last time. It it means nothing because a a political body come in and give an exemption. And we talked a lot about exemptions recently on the program. Mm Now, it really gets me mad how the politically favored will get an exemption, but the little guy out there – excuse me, the little guy out there, forget it.
3: I know. You don't have the
0: lobbyists and all that. So anyway, if you want to uh, indulge, it's starting December 2nd at 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Light refreshments. Childcare, and yeah, same people that were directing this when I was there, I recognize the names I'm still there directing the next set of regional plans. Even they've got it. I can't put know what's in their mind, but they even they've got to be like, you know, don't we do this? Yeah, <laughs> can't we just take the big binders and you know copy them and say, oh, here's the, the plan.
3: <laughs> change the date or the year. <laughs> what a waste. Same plan.
0: Yeah, go go fill a pothole. There's a pothole right in front of the Aquaplex City. Yeah, it's like this thing there. that dips down. It's so obvious. Back up a truck there and fill it up. Do something like yeah. that. Maybe some of the people on these planning committees that plan the greatest city in the world can actually fill a pothole in the city. That's, the roads are falling apart. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's Jeff at iCloud.com. Hey, save some money. Get your smartphone repaired at Just Wireless. Uh, they've also got a great line of refurbished phones. Good for the environment. You know, save 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 the earth by not having to mine the, was it the lithium, and all the the crap that goes into these phones. Oh,
3: yeah, so yeah there's a, all, kinds yeah, re- all kinds of yeah, cobalt and all kinds of nasty
0: stuff. Go get a refurbished phone from Just Wireless right there on Milton Avenue as uh, I-17 comes into Flagstaff. No matter where you're coming from, easy to find. Uh, they will also fix your existing smartphone, cracked screens, charging ports. Uh, all of that stuff. Batteries. Batteries is a big one. If your battery's finally done you know dead, they'll get that replaced on any of your smartphones. Uh, stop on by Just Wireless and visit them at JustWirelessAZ.com. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff Orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that
1: this is the jeff Orvid show
0: During the break, I was going to cut a quick commercial for Timberline Firearms and Training, but Angela didn't get the script, apparently.
3: Well, I don't know what you want sometimes. I was
0: like, uh, okay, don't forget about Timberline Firearms and Training. Some great gift ideas, hint, hint. And I looked at Angela, (laughs) and she just looked at me like deer in the headlights.
3: I wasn't really listening, okay?
0: She wasn't even paying attention to me. But they do have some great gift ideas there. Yeah, and it's
3: like, I mean, maybe you have time off during the holidays. Go out there and shoot off a few rounds and... Yeah. indoor
0: shooting range. Don't go to a rage room that we were talking about the other day. These yeah. rage rooms yeah. that people are...
3: No, they always have fun targets. So it'll be like Frosty the Snowman or an That's alien cr- or, you know.
0: That's cruel to Frosty. A turkey. Yeah, a Thanksgiving turkey. turkey. Yeah, Valentine's the Hearts. They do yeah. that. Anyway, Timberline Firearms and Training. Five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Great gift idea there. They do a great job. And uh, you can strap up, you can throw Liberty Safe on the the... the the hood of the old truckster yeah get that ready for christmas or something and then load it up with ammo <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a little heavy but uh let's see wrapping some things up here uh this hour you yeah, know i was talking to somebody recently about the lack of like the outdoor kids things this was like the boy scout discussion i had that i just found interesting mm-hmm. um you know the Boy Scouts have had all kinds of issues and lawsuits and this and that, but yeah, you know, a lot of kids did a lot of things with that. There was a lot of they still
4: do
3: groups. They
0: still they yeah. still do. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, but that, it reminded me of this because I see this article here from uh, Girl Scouts, and they're hosting a training session on internalized quote unquote internalized racism, white supremacy culture. Uh, the four part training is from the Daily Wire. Four part training will be administered by a diversity consulting firm that embraces critical race theory according to them. But it's just like I don't know. Learn how to camp, learn how to Yeah, sew. I was in Girl
3: Scouts for a couple of years. Yeah. We, we did sewing, we did like a solar oven, we yeah, we went camping a couple Something times. Something useful. We learned how to like um lead a blind person around, you know, if they're taking your arm, how do you yeah. how do you do that sort of thing and we went to california and
0: well, maybe that's part of the problem
3: no that was just like a, <laughs> did, did yeah, you
0: go to the diversity consulting firm in no, california like there was none of, of f- that right no none of that talk no. it, was, it, was it was like it was was practical, economics based yeah, yeah. stuff and that's what i remember from um uh i didn't i never did boy scouts i did cub scouts really young and then i just went off into my own world after that but it, when i was doing that it was like learning about all the useful things in life, practical things,
3: how to tie a knot or how to make a fire or whatever.
0: You know, let's, let's for the new year, there's because this person I was talking to did mention a group that's more uh, Christian based, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, there's, there are groups out there forming and growing tremendously. And I, for the life of me, can't remember the name of it. It was like, we got to find more. Kids need to do more of that stuff rather than being attached to devices or, or being in some of these other groups. And I love a girl, good Girl Scout cookie. And I'm sure there's plenty of of uh I don't know if they're called troops. What are they called in Girl Scouts? Same thing. Yeah, I
3: think it's a troop. Plenty of yeah. troops
0: that probably aren't doing this crap. Yeah. But you hear about it and you just get turned off to it and you're like, Well what if? I don't want to deal with this stuff. Yeah. I just want my kid to be able to, you know, you know, tie a knot.
3: Right. You know, and meet and other kids meet that other like kids, doing the same do stuff thing. Outside. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, get a I don't know. I just real world good influences. Yeah, and it's just not TikTok,
3: just like what we would call normal kid yeah. activities. Yeah, and, not
0: TikTok. And I was yeah. I, I was listening to Glenn Beck, and they were talking about all these people that discovered Osama bin Laden's letter after nine eleven, justifying the attacks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on uh, you know on the U.S. And all these Gen Zers are like. Oh, wow, this terrorism might be okay because they were so, you know, they're they're just video after video of people posting saying that how their eyes were open because they read Osama bin Laden's letter and, oh, now I understand better. What a disconnect! Yeah. So it's like maybe they should have went to some kind of outdoor club, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, or whatever the equivalent mm. is now, instead of sitting there on TikTok all day being influenced by this crap. I was shocked by these videos of these kids. Yeah. You know, and it's just like generational difference at this point because they didn't live through it, and that are like, oh yeah, yeah it was just just- it's just it's okay, it's yeah. okay to do that because they were they were oppressed. And Osama bin Laden actually makes sense. It it was nauseating.
3: Right. Especially
0: yeah. after we live through that.
3: I know. Absolutely
0: I know. nauseating. All right. Well, we're going to lighten it up a bit next hour.
3: Yeah. Talk some Thanksgiving stuff.
0: Gobble, gobble, and uh, just some good stories. And uh, I don't know what you got planned. You got.
3: Yeah, I got some fun facts and. Factoids. You know?
0: Because this
3: tradition goes so far back. You know, there's a lot of yeah. history. So
0: A little bit of history there. Absolutely. All right. And I'd love to hear from you as well. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Don't go anywhere. More to come. Back in just a few. This portion of the show is brought to you by Fresh Roof of NAZ.com.
1: This is the Jeff Orbit Show.
0: All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Angela's here with me. Uh, Olivia and Owen will be with us here in just a few minutes. Share some good stories.
3: Yeah. Lighten it up a, a little bit. It's a time of year to. Yeah, to talk about some fun stuff.
0: I guess Snowball opened. You said you saw the white up there. I they saw the, made snow. the snow. I didn't know they were open yet. Yeah, they've got the man-made snow. Yeah, so got yeah. that going because we. I have know. It threw not, me off get... for a second. I thought yeah. it was
3: real snow, and then I.
0: You're like, well, how did it just snow on those slopes?
3: Yeah, and I just <laughs> I haven't been into flag stuff. From you know, that From way. the yeah. West in a while, so yeah. i hadn 't seen it yet obviously yeah. they
0: 've been building that up for a couple of weeks, so yeah yeah, people limited i think there's there 's only a couple chairs for now i mean got to get got to get some snow, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but we normally don 't get a lot in November, so um it'll happen it'll oh happen. yeah yeah so
3: it's still early so
0: let see the first has arrived olivia's arrived um we're gonna get to some updates and update here from congressman eli crane first then we'll hit on the uh thanksgiving stuff and just some holiday stories and things like that to get you yeah. in the mood because it's, it's it's coming yeah it's coming real yeah. quick uh before we get to the positive though um um, let me let me get to our first sponsor, and then I'll share one one kind of negative story, and then we'll switch gears to positive. Um, I, I do want to remind you that Sportsman's Bar and Grill has, has been voted best sports bar many years now. Great food. Um, and they've got their daily specials that you should take advantage of. They've got their $4 menu that's going on all the time. Yeah. Great pozzoli, great soups. Um,
3: they have the cash discount, too. We like that.
0: Oh, yeah. they We never mentioned that. They yeah. do have that cash discount, which is really good in this era of – I'm getting wiped out everywhere mm-hmm. I go, right? And I can't Fees find it. Fees added on all the and time. And like I said last night, I can't can't buy pretzels anymore for some reason. Yeah. It's like, okay, what do I got to pay for it to get a pretzel? Anyway, um, Sportsman's Bar and Grill, just north of downtown, right there in the Bash's Shopping Center. Uh, great food. You'll have a great time there as well. Great drink specials too. Stop on by. Yeah, so I hope Christmas doesn't get canceled. Here's an article from, um, let's see here, Fox News. Christmas is canceled. Sorry. Mm. in bethlehem wow you sound familiar yeah, uh, are you
5: of all the places
0: do you know where about bethlehem olivia
5: no i was gonna say are we in rudolph
0: <laughs> are we in, it, oh it was oh yeah when they were not the, rudolph snowstorm. Had to, the snowstorm, yeah
3: <clears throat> now of all the places that should be the last place they would yeah think about doing. yeah that.
0: yeah so f- apparently city officials in the birthplace of jesus christ because that's what christmas is kind of ba- about i think right yeah, I think it's a lot of people do.
5: forget that or yeah. they don't know that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why so like questioning? Like that's what it's about, right? Well that
0: no, I was saying it like a you know yeah. somebody sarcastically. A, sarcastically, yeah. Um it it's it's not about um Black Friday uh sales and this and that. It's it's actually yeah. Anyway, but they're canceling it there. And uh, Christmas decorations are being torn down in solidarity with Palestinians amid Israel's continued invasion of Gaza. According to this Fox News article, uh, a little more here, Bethel- Bethlehem, an ancient city uh, located in the West Bank. So that's I know a challenging yeah. thing, especially yeah. how many people f- um, throughout the world go there. And oh, take a the, pilgrimage. It's like one of the
3: holiest yeah. of the land. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it
0: just is. So declared via social media. I hate social media. They should have to declare that some other way. Mm-hmm. And official spokespeople, spokespeople, that decorations installed in previous years are being removed amid the conflict between Israel and Hamas. So, I guess, yeah, not a lot of Christians just, in that area anymore, but so many people go. Yeah, like you said, take a just, pilgrimage. I mean,
3: that that's like the holiest spot for Christians and. Though besides resurrection sunday easter mm-hmm. a.k.a. easter i mean christmas is it for christians yeah. you know that that's, this that's is kind like a big, the big deal you yeah. know
0: so that's that's too bad all right um loved it so i just want to let you know that if you had a trip booked to <laughs> to, know, to the I'd west like bank to, which I, I well, we really talked like about going go there, there. Yeah.
3: and um yeah. i just I feel sometimes like it's just too unstable. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable. Yeah.
0: Well, we talked about it because um, um, our daughter Isabel's going over to Greece for an exchange program, and we're going to be going over there yeah, in March like, of 24. Oh, there, there's all these yeah. places
3: really close by. We had
0: a lot of those, and we actually we were considering Israel. Uh, Mark Howitt was planning a trip kind of about the same time, and we we're like, well, Mark's been there so many times. Mm-hmm. He'd be our kind of our guide, take yeah. us around. So yeah. maybe, but as of right now. Not exactly uh, looking looking promising. All right talk with Jeff at iCloud.com love to hear from you talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, okay I before we get to some of these uh, stories and factoids and things like that that you guys have gathered up a good time with that coming up here in just a second. Um, I did catch up with Congressman Eli Crane. And um, you know, you had the big budget showdown in DC that turned out to be a walloping dud uh and they pushed the spending to January and February through another continuing resolution. Anyway, here's what Congressman Eli Crane had to say about it.
6: Yeah, well, I mean obviously I'm not excited about it. Um uh, most of the hardliners or the conservatives up here, you know, aren't excited about it, voted against it. Um, you know, I think uh that the nuts and bolts of it are that Speaker Johnson really felt like he needed more time to uh, convince uh, some of the more moderate members of our colleagues that um, you know there was we we're going to start going down a new direction and this wasn't uh, you know a good path anymore. That's that's what he says. I'm going to you know hope that uh, he sticks with that Jeff, but yeah, yeah. many of us voted against it. And uh, we will continue to do so because at the end of the day uh, we can't afford it. and I didn't come up here to uh, push the status quo, but I came up here to force change and you know that's what I've tried to do ever since I got here.
0: Yeah and it's, it's, I mean you were on a couple weeks ago and that was McCarthy got ousted basically for the same bill and you were one of the folks that voted to get a new speaker and we went through the whole process but this is this is the same thing there's no cuts and i think the 180 190 billion that was being proposed to get us back to like just 2019 levels which was no no stellar beacon of conservatism by any means was reasonable but in this new cr he um is pushing it off to january and then a second one maybe in february but he he had he had to get more democrats correct than republicans
6: Yeah, yeah, he did. And one thing I do want to correct you on, Jeff, is um, this isn't the exact same thing okay. that McCarthy got ousted for. It's one of many things that Kevin McCarthy got <laughs> ousted for. But he also got ousted for the uh, debt ceiling lift of at least four trillion dollars. Um, that he the CR. But he also made a deal with Republicans, which I know I've talked to you about, um, that he didn't honor back in January, and so. Um, the way we kind of look at this, just to give you an idea, whether we're right or we're, we're wrong, you know, we, we don't want to bench uh, the quarterback, you know, who came in in the fourth quarter. We're sure. down 35, 35 to nothing in um, Austin because, you know, he, he can't make make anything happen yet. So we're going to – we're trying to give him some time. We're trying to give him some grace. Okay. You know, he I can tell you he's actually been really transparent with us. Um, he's actually – invited us to come to meetings with him and he's come to us to let us know what the play call is and, and sit, th- he'll sit there and take the slings and arrows, which is something that is pretty rare up here. And so though I'm not happy about this play call, I, I can't tell you there is a bit of a difference in why Kevin McCarthy got ousted. There was a lot more to it than one. No, no, f- fair
0: enough. I should, should have said the last straw, I guess. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, this Johnson's been in for, you know, Three, three minutes basically uh, of the football game, I guess you should say. I disagree with you. I think we're down like 90 to nothing, but <laughs> who's going to, who's going to argue about that? Yeah. So, and Congressman, Congressman Eli Crane is with us, folks. Um, so you're willing to give him kind of that you, uh, to make it clear, you voted no, as did. Uh, most of the Republican delegation in Arizona, Arizona except for um, uh, Juan Ciscomani. Um, you voted no against this. However, it's not like it was with McCarthy where it's like, okay, let's get the vote to oust him now. No, let's wait and see till January, February, what he comes back with. And what yeah. you hope he comes back with is some cuts? Absolutely.
6: That's some cuts and some policy that – uh that the American people care about. And even more importantly, most of the Republican conference campaigned on. Okay. And so, like I said, I mean, uh, we talked to him the other night, you know, he, he's like, Hey guys, look, I know you're not happy about this. I've been here for 19 days. You know, I barely slept, barely got my team together. I know I'm not happy about this either. He, he even said the last DR, I didn't vote for myself, but you know um, the bottom line is, Jeff, none of us are happy about it. Uh, We voted against it, um, and we're going to give them a little bit of grace, but that that grace period isn't unlimited, and uh, we're going to be keeping a close eye on it.
0: Fair enough, and I I would say I'll I'll see what happens in January and February. I'm not happy as well. Um, For me, it's all on thin ice, so uh, the, the ice is thin enough. It's, it's just barely thick enough for me to last till January, February. We, sh- we shall see what happens, but we're so far down this road. It's, it's so frustrating. Okay. Congressman Crane, uh, what happened with the Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas the other day? I thought that this was a big issue that was going to be, we're, we're going to do the um, uh, the impeachment and all that. You did that. The vote came through though, and dead, dead on arrival.
6: Yeah. Um, eight Republicans uh, voted against it. Um, for me it's extremely disappointing myself and the other members of the Homeland Security Committee just had uh, Director Ray from the FBI and Secretary Mayorkas in a committee hearing Um, and I mean I've I've been ready to impeach Secretary Mayorkas uh, since the day I got here and it has nothing it's not personal at all it's because of his dereliction of duty it's because you know, he cha- he has changed policies um, and, and this president, which he just said in the committee hearing that he agrees with that have cost, you know, tens of thousands of Americans their lives, uh, dying from fentanyl, MS-13 gang members, child sex trafficking. We have one point seven million unknown godaways or known godaways in the country. We don't know who they are, where they were headed, what they're up to. Um, there's been at least 250 individuals on the terror watch list that have come through. I think about 190 that have come through just this year alone on the, on the terror watch list. It, and just so your listeners understand, that's a, that's a huge increase from what they were under president Trump each year under president Trump, those numbers were in single digits. Mm. Now we're hitting over 200, you know, every, you know, uh, annually and, you know, that's uh that's a huge problem. Um, it in my opinion, Jeff, it's not a question of if it's a question of when we see the next nine eleven on U S soil. Um, and, and that's completely unacceptable. And for that reason, you know, I've been willing to impeach secretary Mayorkas since I got here. Now that might mean we might get somebody even worse, but yeah. I say, Hey, let's deal with that individual when they get here, let's hold this one accountable now.
0: Well, yeah, you can't think like that and think, Oh, He's better than maybe the guy that's coming or the girl that's coming. You just, you don't know that. You know the situation you've got now. And yeah, Eli, I'm, I'm surprised with obviously 9-11 and the sad reality is it's for so many people. It's been so long. Uh, and you know, a whole generation that was born after that, but then another wake up call could, it should have come, uh, last month when, when Israel was attacked by Hamas and that should have been a, a big red flag for America once again.
6: I can't agree with you more, Jeff. I mean, I think if you look at the border of Israel, it's like 25 miles long. Yeah. Our our border is about 2000 miles long. All right. And uh, they they consider us the great Satan and Israel, the little Satan, a lot of these Islamic terrorists. And so, like I said, I hate to say it, but it's not a question of if it's just a question of when at this point, and how devastating is the attack going to be? And you know, these individuals in this administration most certainly do have blood on their hands. And and this is one of the things that pisses me off the most being up here, Jeff, is to see, um, you know, especially Democrats on the other side of the aisle playing partisan politics with border security. I mean, you know, it's like if you can't even admit some of the basics of security systems, you know, and that barriers, walls, fences have always been a part of security systems. Meaning they're not, it's not standalone security, but it's a important integral part of a security system to keep, you know, uh, what you don't want out, you know, and, 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 uh, Americans safe you're, you're probably, uh, you're probably not going to have a good security system. And that's exactly what we have on the other side of the aisle.
0: Yeah. Okay. Real quick, before I let you go, I want to, I got an email from your office about the Veterans Advisory Council. And I just want to put that out there for anybody who needs constituent services, especially if they want to go to the Prescott office, I believe.
6: Yeah. If they, if they contact the Prescott office, we can help them, uh, get coordinated and con- contact that advisory uh, council. We just wanted to make sure that we were getting, you know, veterans from all over the district together, putting their collective heads together so that we can make sure we're doing everything in our power, um, to, uh, represent the veteran community. Well,
0: okay, good. And, um, finally you did announce re uh, reelection, um, to Congress for Congressional District 2 just the other day uh, so you threw your hat in the ring there I know when we spoke in the past you were like yeah I'm going to do this but you are very concerned and very frustrated I should say with how the politics in D.C. is going And um, but with that you're like keep fighting
6: no absolutely we're going to keep fighting Jeff I mean I've already even though this place is still a complete mess I've already seen uh, some changes and we're going to continue fighting
0: Okay. Congressman, appreciate the time today. Have a great Thanksgiving, and I'll talk with you soon.
6: You too, Jeff. Thank you.
0: All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Is that is that soot from the wood stove on you? What what are you doing? Is it is it burning down upstairs? Owen? no,
3: mom's like currently trying to like wipe him. <laughs> wipe him wipe off. Off. I'm about ready to lick my thumb and it's wipe
0: it off. <laughs> <laughs> and get the the full house. So uh, we're gonna get to some fun things here in just a second. But I want to remind you about the blind brothers. Uh, they did a great job for my family. All new blinds. Well, not blind shutters and shades. They do blind shutters and shades.
4: Yeah,
5: we got got, blinds. We
0: got new blinds. Owen's blind. You're good. You didn't even wreck them yet or anything, hanging a plane from them or something.
5: He said that about me, too. I was like, oh, who do you think I am? They're
0: very (laughs) durable.
5: When did I say that?
0: They're nearly kid-proof. They're nearly (laughs) kid-proof. So, yeah, the Blind Brothers did a great job for us. Look, when you call them, mention the Jeff Orbit Show because you get half off installation, and that's a big deal. I had them do the installation. Angela was like, hey, I heard it on the Jeff Orbit Show when they came over and got half off so really great deal there they're going to take really good care of you here's the number 928-634-2423 that's 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com back in a minute Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. All right. We've been using diamond auto glass for years to replace the glass on a windshield when we hit things on our big road trips. It's happened a couple of times. Um, luckily, the deer didn't come through. Yeah. was in Michigan or whatever. That was just the bumper, not the windshield. Yeah. yeah. So, but they, I, I usually come back from a long road trip, and diamond auto glass is right there for me. We get a new windshield uh, when we need to, or we get a lot of those rock chips.
3: Yeah, the little sealer. Yep. Pop right have. in the
0: windshield. You hear it, and it's like and you're like, oh, yeah. you're usually like passing a semi or something, right? Yeah. Uh, you zip on in the Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff, and they've got a, a tool that fixes that rock ship before it spreads to the rest of your windshield. They'll take good care of you at Diamond Auto Glass, 928-779-4140. That's Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140, or go to the difference is thedifferenceisclear.com. Angela, Olivia, and Owen are with me, and Olivia just on the heels of her big debut on her play. It was fun, (laughs)
5: yeah. Yeah. You did good. It was in it. What was it it called? Really smoothly, the chaos of the seasons.
0: Give us a quick premise.
5: Um. Okay. So there are these four people who are like basically supposed to be the seasons, just in this like little alternate realm, and they're ruled by this person called Day, who I was, and then there's also this figure, Night. Who um, you see, and they, like, rule back on Earth, the seasons. And so for the most part, the other three will be sleeping while the one is, like, controlling it. But what Night does is comes in and, like, steals stuff to frame them and gets them fighting so that they're in this, like, civil war. Hmm. And so then we have Day and some, like, humans involved from Earth. That um, have to like bring them back together and get them to unite to actually stop night instead of destroying each other.
0: Nice. And the moral of I'm, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. The dog is on the futon back there.
5: Oh she's staring she's very staring at a bug or something. Or
4: something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she saw day and night or something. By the way, the guy who played night did it, he was there everybody did excellent. He was he was very dramatic. He did Oh yeah. yeah he, <laughs> that was,
5: was the toned down version. Very He was very really good. good. Yeah,
0: very good. So no, it was cool. I I, I videoed it, I just haven't edit it for you, Mm -hmm. get it, get it, get you a copy. So yeah, that, that was good stuff. It's good to see kids doing stuff like that. Yeah.
3: There was two plays. They were both written by students and directed by students and the set design was mainly student led and all the actors in both.
0: Place. Yeah, a lot
5: of time is put into it by yeah. everyone yes
0: yeah no that's so. good that's good and, and for considering you guys go to a pretty small school to have that many people that can actually all act
5: that's what our teacher was yeah saying. that's weird
0: that's actually kind of like, weird wow
5: we have like a really good selection for the amount <laughs> of students
0: well yeah that's why like for the like a football team for example a good high school football team it's like you really normally need pretty big school because you just need to so draw from pool the pool of, of people yeah. to find yeah. uh, p- enough people that can yeah. compete. So,
3: Well, Owen said that um, a lot of people liked it that sh- at school, right? Oh, yeah. It was yeah.
5: performed for the younger kids at yeah. our school, Third, so like his fourth, fifth, age, and, sixth his age grade. and down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there was a, and then there's another play another group did before that was pretty funny, and the kids were all crack, kind yeah. of cracking up. So <laughs> they both cool. went really well. Yeah. Uh, I got a text from our older daughter, Isabel. Pull that yeah. up real quick. Because oh, yeah. as we get into the um, spirit of the holidays coming up, one of our traditions as a family is to start watching Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the day after Thanksgiving is our official start. Yeah. Like, I see people out there already with Christmas trees, and I'm like, oh, it oh, seems... Oh, some people,
3: it's like the day November after 1st. Halloween is the...
0: November 1st? No, it's
5: Well, that's when Christmas season really begins, so I say, can start, like, listening No, to me, I say it? after
0: yeah. Thanksgiving should be... Next thing you know, we're doing Christmas in the summer.
5: Does that mean I can't put the
0: decorations
3: the up tomorrow? So.
0: No, <laughs> usually um, Isabel and I will. My my older daughter will do the decorations outside, all the lights and stuff. Uh, I, she's nearly. Is she as tall as me?
3: She's just about. I mean, yeah, she's definitely. She's- well over she's average. close to she's six She's like feet. about six feet. Yeah. Maybe an inch or two shy of and that. And then she's but.
0: got a real tall reach, which is really good. And uh, yeah. she sent this. So she
3: sent a text to all of us that says, two different people at Walmart asked me to get something <laughs> off the top shelf, <laughs> which isn't, I mean, I do that when I'm at, yeah. I'm about five eight. So I'm not as tall as her, but uh, you know, I, I see people struggling and I just like, would funny. you like me to get that or something that's <laughs> at the back? You know, like yeah. the front parts are out. and yeah, and she writes, I'm going to so.
5: text her, wow, do you look that much like an employee? Well, my <laughs>
3: response was problems. tall
5: people problems.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But anyway, I thought that was funny because one of our favorite uh, Christmas movies is, um, uh, was it Elf? Elf. It's yeah. Elf, and the main character is played by Will Farrell. And he's, really tall. he's a really tall guy. And, and he
3: lives amongst, he the makes, elves, yeah, which are so he's very like, short. and he
0: doesn't realize that he was, he like crawled in the bag when Santa was coming or yeah. something as, in, at the orphanage or something. Yeah. And then he grows up to be, you know the light bulb put her yeah (laughs) he's like oh you can do the light bulbs yeah he's (laughs) like he's he's very designated person to reach tall things. so yeah we'll start
3: calling isabel elf it's it's, buddy (laughs) it's buddy
0: the elf it's a good problem to have i guess (laughs) all right speaking of the holidays coming up timberline firearms and training um that is a great place to get a, a great gift card um for your loved ones Yeah, they've Um, got
3: accessories and ammo and safes.
0: Safes, put a safe on top of the car, get that. Uh, But what they really do, it's in their name, Timberline Firearms and Training. One of their big things is training and safe gun ownership. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rob comes on the program all the time to talk about that. Safe gun ownership, um, first shots program, introduction to handguns. Owen, we did the Stop the Bleed course there, whole family. That was good. Do you remember how to do the tourniquet? Yeah. We should probably take it again.
4: He wants yeah, to that, say yeah, a,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, three years you know. in a row. Because I'm moving on to you, Olivia. <laughs> they make you put a
3: tourniquet on your own yeah. arm or leg, and that does not feel good.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't. So that that's, you know to do I would
5: have on the dummy. I was you like,
0: know yeah. to it. No thanks. Yeah, take that course. Really important. Look, book a training course with them. Get that for one of your loved ones as well. I think um, you could you could book just about anything. All you have to see uh, carry concealed. That's 928-526-7900. Or take a quick drive just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. All right, more to come. Hang tight. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
1: You're listening to the jeff Orovit show this is the jeff Orovit show all right welcome
0: back angela olivia and owen are with me so what let's just switch gears a little bit here what generation are we not you Th-
3: thir- yeah
0: angela's out not
3: me that we know of. you're the 12th or the 13th i actually don't know mine that far back
0: but you never did um, the research or Yeah, anything. you
3: guys are the 13th. And think,
0: I think I'm the 12th. And then they're the they're 13th. 13th generation Mayflower. Is that right, Don? Yeah. You're 13th generation Mayflower descendants cool (laughs) that's pretty good i still
5: remember mom like doing that and i was in like kindergarten to the classroom and she was like olivia's great 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 great, like on
0: and on and on Um, grandpa
5: was on the mayflower
0: yeah 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 and you know the the, i'm I'm talking about this now because here's the deal um i'm taking next week off So I wanted to get this out, and then then you may be listening even, well, people can listen to the replay, because I think I'll play this either Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve as well. Um, Maybe that's happening right now. Maybe this is a replay. I don't even know. I'm just confused at this point. I've been preparing. What
5: dimension are
0: we in? I I stepped through some kind of wormhole earlier, because I've been all day long preparing shows for when I'm off during Thanksgiving week. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the day? Yeah, but thirteenth generation Mayflower descendants. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I think they can trace ten percent back. Yeah, to the Mayflower. I think that's, yeah, that's what I've heard. So like yeah. one in ten so Americans. You, you might have a chance. Yeah, you might don't be in know the club. Right, not far back. Yeah, you're kind of an outsider.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah, you're not cool like us. So okay, what do you? What have you got? You've got some.
3: Yeah. So um, different. I think,
0: factoids and.
3: Well, yeah. So the. F- the first Thanksgiving I was going to say is in 1621. We always like that's all we we always think that that's how it was, but yeah. it's kind of debatable. Like they think that there could have been some earlier in the 1500s down oh, really? in Florida. Uh huh. Like a similar f- wait, type wait, wait, of thing wait, wait,
0: wait. down in Florida. Yeah, similar oh, yeah, type I'm of thing. My mind here. Yeah.
3: Huh. So it's who kind was of, that? Uh, you know, I didn't write that down. Wouldn't I'd that have... be the Spanish? Yeah, wouldn't that be yeah, the Spanish? Because in Saint Augustine. Okay. Florida. And then I heard
5: stuff in Europe.
0: They, they were probably like doing it back then, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and
5: Canada well, dates
3: back to the 1500s eh?
0: too.
5: It can also be like a religious thing that was common of like yeah. a Thanksgiving with yeah. a feast, yeah, yeah or that, like that a day be. of thanks.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that that could be. Um, so yeah, you know, because the other settlement was the Jamestown one mm-hmm. that was a total disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one just just didn't work right. out at all. Right, but the the the, the Mayflower and the Pilgrims.
3: They came here in 1620. Yeah. And-, and so the kind of like prevailing story is that they had their first. Like feast type thing in 1621.
0: Okay, it, it is hard to tell because which is
3: probably true. It's just no one can prove that that was the first. The first one, one yeah.
0: And it, the problem is, is I can't tell you what's happening across country five minutes ago now. Yeah, with all of our technology, right. to to any accurate degree at this point. Yeah. So yeah, who the heck knows? I guess. But right. And if, but
5: I mean, it's still what it's famous
0: for. Oh, exactly. I'm not. I'm not that. And we'll hopefully get to go back to where they think Plymouth Rock yeah, is. Yeah, we're planning next, to next, next summer. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. that'll be fun. Um. But yeah, and it wasn't like the Thanksgiving we have now. No, probably it's like the,
3: the food is like completely different yeah. uh, back then, and that's part of my trivia. Was okay, so go even ahead. Like there might be turkey, yeah, maybe deer, and probably seafood and stuff that was pretty wild. wild. It
5: wasn't turkey since they were close to like the ocean and water. It was like, like lobster and corn. It was um, like duck and. Oh, okay. Birds like that. water Yeah, beach.
3: probably goose too.
0: Yeah, yeah. and So not like the fat turkeys we get but that they produce like farm raised. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So did they have, I wonder if they had turkeys back there like wild. Probably I think did. they may
3: have, yeah. but I don't know that that was like on the dinner table that Pretty, pretty skinny. Time, so. Yeah.
0: Okay. What do you got? So
3: um, like second on you guys' list usually for Thanksgiving as far as favorite stuff is, is probably what mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes? Yeah. So do you think potatoes were at the first?
5: Yeah, probably, because that's, like, one of the easiest things to grow.
0: What do you think? I've got them raising my hand. But, no, I want Olivia (laughs) to make a guess. Because Owen says, yeah, probably that was one of the easiest things. You?
5: um no,
0: One radio you got to come up with names. An this is <laughs> like this is like phone like, a Maybe
5: they carried potatoes across the sea, but uh, then they're like mushy. But then, uh, okay, <laughs>
0: uh, potatoes came from like South America. They did, and yeah.
3: eventually they made their way to Europe. But in 1621, they were not here in America. North well, America. I said no, yeah. Right. Well,
0: a lot of people think potatoes and they think the Irish. Irish. Think yeah. Of the, the, yeah, the potato, the potato famine. famine. Yeah. they Just took the, At
3: that time they hadn't. Yeah, not they here took yet. the potatoes yeah. back
0: there and it became a, a staple crop, but that was you know, a South American thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. another
3: thing is um, pumpkin pie.
0: Pumpkin right? pie. It's very
3: traditional. Still, yeah. to no this baked day. goods.
0: Yeah, probably with Olivia. Because they probably didn't, have, they baked didn't have
5: enough sugar, I think. Um, yeah. Like their supplies were running out, and then they also didn't have the ovens to make it in. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had ovens.
0: Did they have ovens?
5: Yeah, they had. That's how they cooked their food. They not had, for baked goods though. Maybe like an open. Maybe they oven. made a brick one. They um. Yeah, they had. What are they called?
0: A Brick oven, like for pizza.
5: Yeah, something like
0: did they that. Way learned the way I
3: learned it, there were no baked pie goods. wasn't there yet in the 1600s. Did they have
0: that gnarly DiGiorno pizza you <laughs> yeah, were telling right. us about the, the <laughs> Thanksgiving pizza. <laughs> so
3: the pumpkin pie has been around since like the 1700s. Wait, so where did pumpkins
0: was, grow? Did they grow in the in the North America? I,
3: that- I that's not what I was. Talking about, I'm just uh, okay. talking about whether pumpkin so. pie was there or not. But, okay. so no. okay. And no. also it was just kind of a fun fact. in 1705, a town in Connecticut delayed Thanksgiving um, by like a week okay. because the river that they used to get goods over was frozen and so they couldn't get molasses. And oh. so they were like, without pumpkin pie, we're not doing it. So they, they canceled it for a week. <laughs>
0: That's diehard right there. It's yeah. like if we can't have pumpkin pie, we're not having Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dedication.
3: It's, it's, and so um, uh. along with that same thing, the cranberry sauce wasn't around back then either. Oh, it's like the
5: crumb.
3: Yeah, because cranberry right. sauce. It has cranberry sugar. you need the cranberry sauce needs a lot of sugar or else yeah. the cranberries are too tart. it's just it's like, like um, it's just
0: like natural like chocolate cocoa. Yeah, you try to eat that. In yeah, your mouth. if you <laughs> eat
3: them without, yeah, they're, you can, yeah. and they Instant use them death. for dye yeah. and stuff like that. But the, the and they you had can a sugar eat shortage. them, but they didn't have enough sugar, so okay, that type of thing, like the canned version you see now, wasn't even around until like a hundred years. Oh, ago. Oh, did
0: they have the? They didn't have the canned cranberries that come out in the, the shape of the can. No. <laughs>
5: <laughs> they like slice some yeah. off.
0: Yeah, I. 19, some people love that. They did. Nineteen twelve, they started yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one of your trivia ones. The yeah. canned canned cranberry. Yeah, that yeah. always reminds me of turkey dinner at at the lunch, um, the cafeteria in, in school.
3: Yeah. Okay. No. So speaking of that, it's funny you <laughs> brought that up. Okay. Um, so in nineteen fifty three, there was this company that that had a bunch of the frozen turkeys. Well, they overestimated the number of turkeys they would need. Okay. And um, so consequently, they had 260 tons of extra birds.
0: 260 tons. tons.
3: So what they did was they got a bunch of aluminum trays. They got an assembly line going, devised some sort of like menu thing, and they put the turkey and, you know, stuffing, gravy, whatever, in the trays. And that's where the Is TV, this the TV dinner, dinner started. Wow. And so the next accident, year, really? the following year, Ten million turkey TV dinners sold that year.
0: Who was that? Which company was I that? I didn't write yeah, down the company, and be, it was never before. Was like I'd never heard of the company. Oh, you never heard yeah. of it, okay? So
3: they sold those t- turkey TV yeah. tray dinners for ninety-eight cents.
0: It's bad because that was the beginning of the end <laughs> of Western civilization. As soon as you get a turkey dinner in, in the microwave, well, they didn't have the microwaves back then. Yeah, but put it in the oven.
3: Probably soon, though they. Yeah. yeah, the oven thing.
0: I don't know. I You know, I, I kind of grew up on TV dinners. Did uh, yeah. you get those? Yeah. like and the
5: TV
3: trays. That do you guys know what a
0: TV... T- oh, and do you know what a TV dinner is?
5: Uh, you eat it and watch TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, pretty much because every, the, the big thing was to get the, the, the trays, the, the TV, TV trays. trays. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you, yeah, you would do that. But, yeah, it was just like you pop it in the oven and later in on you microwave. pop it in the microwave. And you had to take... It was like you actually had to follow directions. I don't think people could do it nowadays. They still sell them. Yeah.
4: But most people couldn't
0: even follow directions because you got to like, you got to like take the foil off certain areas and you got to poke holes in other areas. Mm -hmm. It was always complicated. I just like, whatever, just throw the whole thing in. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then I never understood how the plastic didn't melt, but I still don't understand that.
5: Just like how chocolate chips like... Wait, they don't gone. lose their... Oh, yeah, they like
3: ears. melt completely lo- in the yeah. oven,
5: but then in the microwave.
4: Yeah,
0: they it's do. A strange They're world not. we live in, I'll tell yeah. you what. All right, so what, what, we, get, we got time for some more.
5: Okay, so um, in
3: 1939, FDR, you know, like um, Thanksgiving happened to f- come really late that year, and he was concerned that Christmas shopping season would get like interfered with. Yeah. Um, it would be, yeah. So he he tried to move it up a week. Oh. And uh, the people didn't like that, hmm. so they started calling him it Franksgiving. Franksgiving, as in Franklin <laughs> Roosevelt, Frank- and political rivals at the time compared him to Hitler. Oh, Who else? nothing. <laughs>
0: it's
6: it's it's still it's, happening. Yeah, it's, it's good
0: to hear this. Yeah. That it's really because we think of the climate as being so politically divisive, and and I'm not a huge. fan fan of FDR for a lot of reasons but thinking back to that time and it's like we're in World uh, War II 1939 oh it's
3: 1939
0: yeah. okay World War Two was depending on where we were at in the year was yeah. either happening or about to happen yeah. and, and here's somebody who's just trying to change the time a little bit yeah. for the dinner uh, or for for Thanksgiving and it's like uh, you're Hitler Yeah. <laughs> So um, nothing's changed back
3: then only 23 of the 48 states. Yeah. went along with it. Oh, really? And then like two years later, Congress they made it, it a done deal. Like it's always going to be the fourth
0: Thursday. Yeah. Okay. No
3: matter if it's early or late.
0: We can, we can do that, but we can't end daylight savings time. Yeah, you know, right. go figure. Right. What I want to see, I want a president that they like let some turkeys because you know how they pardon a the turkey. Yeah. That was another yeah, one of my save? things. Okay. Yeah. When well, did they start that?
3: Well, um, they, they kind of like over the years, some of them didn't kill the turkeys, but they didn't really call it like it wasn't officially a pardon <laughs> um Whimps. but then like um Kennedy was the first one to kind of say remember he had that line of we'll just let this one grow oh, okay and um, okay. but the official pardoning started with Bush senior in eighty nine
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So it
3: hasn't been around as long as you might think.
0: Here's what I want. I want a president, whoever the next president is, I want them to come in and stock the turkey on and, and say, and like actually have a hunt. And then I Uh, want to see the, I want to see a president prepare the turkey, like process it. And get it ready and then hand it to the first, I'm being totally sexist here, (laughs) hand it to the first lady and say, okay, here you go, go cook the thing.
3: (laughs) Okay, so uh, a question, do the female turkeys gobble like the male turkeys gobble?
5: No. No. I have no idea. It seems like not, but like our female chickens, they are so loud.
3: Yeah,
0: they're really loud. No, they don't. They don't gobble.
5: They're ladies.
3: They're ladies. They
0: are ladies they (laughs) Noisy males. All right. We got a few more when we come back. love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hey, if I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, I'd call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group brokered by eXp. That's what Marcus and Courtney did. They called her up. Uh, they were returning clients of Kelly's. They decided to sell their home in Dony Park, wanted to downsize, more manageable property, wanted to be able to buy a place maybe with wild turkeys. I have, I have no idea. But despite the shift in the market, they knew that Kelly was going to have the experience, the resources, and, and the team to get them top dollar, and, and that's what, exactly what happened. Got a cash buyer within just a few weeks, and now they settled down in a smaller, cozier place, with, I, I hope, with a pond with fish and turkeys and, and all that stuff. Call Kelly Brody, she can help you out. Like she's helped so many people throughout the Flagstaff area and, and in Northern Arizona. 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602, or go to com. back in there. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast all right look up the jeff Orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that
1: this is the jeff orvitt show okay
0: when i buy physical gold and silver i call desert gold exchange owen has been storing this stuff away i think has a vault
5: Wait, I have.
0: You do? Well, you're not aware of it because <laughs> that's you need to securely store it. And a lot of times, people store it actually off-site as well. Um, it, look, why don't you call Justin and his team at Desert Gold Exchange? Mention to Jeff Orbit show they'll treat you like gold. Plus, get your free investors kit. You can pick his brain and his his staff. Uh, they're knowledgeable when it comes to physical gold and silver. They deal with that exclusively. Best prices out there guaranteed, lowest commissions out there guaranteed. Call them up right now. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. All right, w- welcome back. We're getting ourselves to the mindset of Thanksgiving, really Thanksgiving week, but especially the big show, which is...
3: Yeah, the big day.
0: Thanksgiving dinner. hmm my I only. not wait to cook. Yeah, she, uh, you guys love cooking. Owen, oh, you always help out too. Isabel helps out. Owen helps I, me with
3: the turkey because he likes to get his hands <laughs> up yeah, in there. Other than that, he's basting. just like,
4: mm, nothing. So yeah.
3: uh, how many turkeys do you think are prepped
4: oh, this,
5: uh, every year? 32 million. Wait,
4: oh, no, that's really no low. Way. That's
5: not a bad guess.
0: Oh, wow. I was going to say 100 million.
5: 50 million. Wow. it's an even
3: better guess.
0: 72 60. million.
3: Uh, it's 46 million. Wow, $46 oh, I million. Think I like around oh, that's no, estimated, no. but yeah,
0: that's a lot of turkeys. Yeah.
3: and then yeah. uh, how long do you think average someone spends making a Thanksgiving meal in
5: their life?
3: No, oh, <laughs> a like counting meal, up the hours, a
5: solitary meal. Um, on average, like hmm. they're gonna, how many hours? Like, they take, take like how many hours does mom hours. spend? Mom takes like nine hours. Other I, oh, people take. I was like about to say nine. Other people take like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna guess they seven. The TV
3: tray dinner. The TV in
0: dinner's there. going in. Or
5: maybe six.
0: I say five hours. Hey, uh,
3: that's what I said.
0: Oh well, okay. The five hours and twenty is, minutes
3: is nine point six hours. What?
5: Oh, because well,
0: yeah. yeah. you
3: do stuff. I said you took nine
5: hours too. So. Yeah, but that's
3: probably included too. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's I feel. Well, no,
5: I'm saying that's how it's so much. Yeah.
0: How much how much time do I spend?
5: You spend Eating. about ten <laughs> minutes carving the
3: turkey. I carve
0: the turkey. That's my job. And then I eat it and
3: I take about I, I hope that there's sauce. some other volunteers that and clean up. That.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm gone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so um after you cook the meal, it's funny. I was reading that um the next day is a very busy day for plumbers, apparently. Oh, God. Because of the, the turkey grease and like the potato peels. And, uh,
0: then nobody wants to work that next day. I and know. then they're like making these phone calls. That's and, their
3: busy day. I need
0: the plumber to come in. <laughs> wow. And then everybody's diet starts.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah. then
0: it's like, oh, well, I'm no. Gonna-.
3: It's like after December 26th. Uh, their okay. Diet that's
0: start. the New Year's resolution. Because
3: I also read it's something like 3,000, 4,000 calories. An average meal. Wow, is that's impressive. Which is two
5: thousand to three thousand cal- three,
0: calories? Three, three thousand, four like,
3: thousand calories for
5: one, one meal.
0: Like double what an what average. A daily, adult and then you would also have,
5: have yeah. breakfast. Most people, except yeah. for the really true people yeah. that are like, we well, shall i forego I, eat until I forgo
0: the rolls. Like during dinner, I'm like, this is filler. Yeah, no, don't do the rolls filler. during dinner. I, I, I like save the rolls. No, but I save those for the turkey and the cranberry the and the sandwich and all that. Yeah, like, later. A few hours later, after everything's cleaned up, I go rip it all out and i'm i yeah. yeah heating sure. it up in the microwave yeah. sadly yeah okay last so one well
3: for the last thing i'd like to um at least acknowledge th- i mean sometimes we we hear stuff growing up or what you learn isn't exactly how it was in history right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um sometimes it's it's kind of portrayed in a rosy yeah yeah you know, light yeah it's just not represented the right way sometimes. So I just like to acknowledge that there is kind of a darker side with the Europeans coming over and, um, they were fleeing persecution, but then in, in turn, they like started their own kind of form of persecution mm. and it did change the lives of yeah, people that live here. Yeah. And that's... that you, you know, you can argue there's lots of good stuff that, that came of that also. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, a lot of, Native Americans died yeah. and their lives were altered forever. Yeah. So yeah. Your point. it's just a good thing to, to remember.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm thankful that uh, we got all our family though. And I'm, I'm thankful for everyone who's been listening. This is uh, I'll I'll be gone Thanksgiving week, but worked really hard to bring uh, a lot of shows, a lot of stuff for you guys. So hope you enjoy all that. And uh, we'll be back right after Thanksgiving right there on Monday at four six. So bright and early. Happy right, Thanksgiving. Early. Good Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, everybody. All right. But have a great, safe night. and we'll talk with you soon. Take care.